Yo, what's up, leprechauns of all colors and shapes out there? Uh, I'm Joel Cheeseman. I'm Chad Sowash. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Outstanding. In this week's episode, we talk about, indeed, elevated careers, work here, and much more. So stay tuned after this word from a sponsor. Recruitment is an interesting space. We all say we're looking for a cool, new, fresh source of talent. Meanwhile, we keep going back to the same old sites and sources again and again. So here's something you may not have tried. Beyond's Flex Plan. Beyond.com is a powerhouse with over 56 million job seekers and huge site traffic. They've helped thousands of companies connect with talent through job advertising, resume search, email marketing, text recruiting, and more. Beyond's Flex Plan gives you targeted exposure for all your jobs for one low, flat rate. Here's how it works. You tell Beyond how many jobs you have, and Beyond gives you one simple price to market all of your jobs in its diverse network. Beyond pulls the jobs right from your career site and uses an algorithm to target the right talent. No messy cost per click and monthly budgets and such. Just set it and forget it. And here's a Chad and Cheese podcast special. Try Beyond's Flex Plan Trial Package. It's a three-month full-service trial at 80% off of their Flex Plan rate. 80% off. Just go to beyond.com slash cheddar to learn more. That's beyond.com slash C-H-E-D-D-A-R. 80% Chad. That's big. That's big. That's big. And, and speaking of flexing, happy St. Patrick's Day. Oh, yeah. You know I'm flexing uh, right now. I've already flexed about three Jameson shots uh, before this podcast, so it, it should it should go really well uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's jump into it, shall we? Excellent. Uh, job matching. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. E-harmony. Uh, elevated careers. Uh, let's talk historically about job matching sites. Yeah. Uh, what were some of the first you remember? Um, well, Jobster in their kind of voyage of, of trying to do everything for everybody, they, they, they had a stint where they wanted to be job matching job Fox. You've got real match quite agent was doing things behind the scenes. It's Not, big. Oh yeah. It's big. That's oh, what she man. said. Yeah. <laughs> uh, climber. Remember the old, old, uh, original climber back in the day. I remember, yeah. Yeah. Uh, their founder wore a T-shirt at a conference that said, "We are not the eHarmony for jobs." <laughs> uh, so, if you remember, everyone was like, "We're like eHarmony for for jobs and employment." It's a total and, death now. And and so, in 2013, when eHarmony actually said they're going to be the eHarmony for jobs, <laughs> um, people took notice. Yes, uh, I I personally wrote a post largely based on my historical uh, experience with job matching sites was that it was going to be a piling steaming hot pile of garbage. And, um, Ta-da! three years hence, uh, recruiting daily, uh, uh, they sort of scooped the story that the company had emailed, uh, some people, they were for sale. Uh, here's how awesome we are. Uh, we have one good client, AT&T, and the rest are like uh, nobodies uh, that you have ever heard of in the mass uh, mass populace. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's kind of over. So they 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 announced 
Okay, think about this for a second. eHarmony is a huge company, right? Oh, yeah. It's a big company. Um, you know, they have this awesome algorithm, apparently. And 2013, they announced this. They work on it for three years, if my math is right. Two, three years. And then they actually launch it. And then within a year, they say we're selling it. Um. This thing is toast. And right now, I, I, right now, they're saying under renovation coming back soon is what I'm seeing on the website. When when I when I when you first start talking about this, I remember getting a big chuckle because I thought now it's really going to be bad because the eHarmony of jobs is going to be eHarmony. And they're going to fail miserably just because, and again, I, I've worked with job matching systems for over a decade, state workforce, algorithms, taxonomies, whether we've been doing it on the, on the uh, private side, the public side, doesn't matter. The thing is, when you try to liken uh, going, looking for a, a mate or going for a date uh, to, to, to jobs, it's an entirely different experience, not to mention um, you need structured data to be able to plug those two together. And the biggest issue is the market itself doesn't, it doesn't help. So let's say, for instance, it's a job seeker market and recruiters are all over job seekers all over the place looking for the right types of candidates. Well, the job seekers are not going to go through some eHarmony-like five to 20 minute questionnaire process to be able to get their profile the way that they need to in a, a structured data kind of way. And then on the flip side, the employers aren't going to do that in an employer market. So you're not going to ever get the, the structured data. Have you ever seen a job description? I mean, seriously, most of them couple, out there, they're, yeah, they're horrible, right? Try to structure that crappy data and then take a look at some of the resumes. I mean, you just, you can't make them plug in. So any organization that feels like, especially today, that they can actually make this happen, I think, I think we're seeing it's going to be under re renovation and coming back soon. I guess that's the definition of what's, what's the definition of soon? Are we talking about when the, our robot there, overlords take over or here, what? Here's, here's my challenge. They're not going to sell. They, eHarmony as a business has a much bigger problem than trying to figure out employment. Their problem is figuring out how to fight off Tinder and Bumble and all the other mobile uh, user-friendly uh, apps out there that are probably crushing them. Now, I'm not yeah. a, an expert in the dating world, but I'm sure that uh, Tinder and Bumble and other apps like that are destroying eHarmony, who requires a very, you know, a lengthy uh, form to fill out in order to get a wife or a husband. And I can tell you that there's a lot more motivation to find a mate uh -huh. than there is to find a job that you can also find everywhere else. So I agree with you. I, I, I sat down almost 10 years ago with the It's Big uh, group yeah, who's I doing remember. matching. Yeah. And they, they showcased their service. And it was, I couldn't handle how long it was for both the employer and the job seeker to fill these things out to make a match that made sense. It's very hard to get critical mass for that kind of service. And I just don't think it's going to happen in the near future. Mm -hmm. Now, if AI comes on along and blows all our socks off, or we just hire robots in the future, you know, none of this will matter or we'll solve it. But I don't think eHarmony is the player. They have bigger fish to fry than employment. Right. Um, and I also think that saying that they're going to sell elevated careers is like saying Coke is going to sell Diet Coke.
<laughs> because if they sell it, the reason someone would buy it is the algorithm. You yeah. Know, the seek the secret sauce. Uh-huh. So it's like, you know, it's like Colonel Sanders selling, you know, a piece of KFC that would potentially give away some of their secret sauce. So I have a hard time figuring out how they're going to sell this. I don't think they have the expertise, the wherewithal, the energy uh, to figure out employment when they have their own uh, their own battles to fight. Uh, they haven't they haven't updated their social media in two months. Uh, their site is a landing page. It looks like an under construction landing page. Uh-huh. You can't contact the company. There's no phone number on the site. There's no email address. Um, tell me, you know, sell it however you want. To me, they're out of business. And a year from now, if that site isn't gone, I would be shocked. Well, I give I I look past elevated careers, and I give big big props to a company like AT and T, who I mean, they really have proven to be innovators over the years. And looking at companies like this, and really just about being like almost seed seeding um, the ideas and the innovation, and they've done that over the years uh, for for many organizations. So as I kind of step away and see kind of elevated careers do go the way of the Titanic. Um, you got to say that, you know, companies like AT&T are the ones who actually drive a lot of the innovation in our market because they're really the ones doing the shark tank. You know, they, they're listening to the, 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 the pitches and, and they're really going in to fund them. And I got to give them a big kudos because to be able to get to that next level, you got to in- innovate. And most companies won't pull the trigger, but those guys do. Uh, you knew AT&T from your direct employer days, I assume. Do, do they have a budget just for experimental um, startups and, and I, ideas and businesses? Yeah, I don't know that they do. I do know that you know they do have a great need because um, they've got a very large workforce and they've got to they've got to be innovative uh, to stay ahead of the pack. And and they've got uh, great leadership uh, on that side. They have from you know when I worked back with them in the, the AT&T days and they, they still do today. So they're thinking, they're more forward thinking. And uh, that's what I love about, you know, some of the companies that are out there. They they don't have a problem taking a chance and with the perspective failure that could happen because they know for every failure that's out there, there's going to be one of those big successes um, that, again, just pins them as an innovator uh, in our space. Interesting. We should uh, try to get someone on AT and uh, from AT and T on the show to to find out what uh, they're seeing and what trends that they're um, interested in. Yeah. Right now. Good call. Cool. So let's let's have a moment of silence for uh, elevated careers. That's enough. That's. Uh, let's have some dramatic music. <laughs> okay, that's enough of that. And let's say goodbye to elevated careers and move on to a company. In my opinion, uh, that is crushing it. Yes, is indeed um, indeed.com. For those that don't know, uh, started out as the Google for jobs. If we're <laughs> eHarmony for jobs, Google for jobs. I don't know how far we can go, but anyway, Indeed is search engine for jobs, uh, the the largest site in the world. Um, any employer I talk to, they're the number one probably resource for jobs and candidates. Um, Crushing it. But this week, a couple news items uh, came out. Indeed is apparently testing career sites. Um, So the idea is instead of just having your profile on indeed.com slash company name, you'd actually be able to create, uh, you know, company name.com slash jobs or jobs.companyname.com or something where you have your brand, your URL, uh, but it's powered by Indeed. 
Uh, thoughts? Yeah, I one of the things I loved about Paul and Ronnie right out of the gate, because I actually worked with them. We partnered with them. Um, the founders. Yeah, back in the day with Indeed. They were supremely focused. I mean, supremely focused on getting uh, pay per click and, and and really focusing on getting pushing that pushing that out and driving the market. Um, and that's really all they focused on. They had uh, there was a ton of noise out there. Hell, they could have gotten a job matching themselves, but they were much smarter than that. Uh, what I'm seeing from Indeed today is is in some cases a, a loss of focus. Um, I, I'm not 100 percent sure that this is really the 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 road or path that uh, they should go down. But again, they're a much larger company. They've got more money to spend and they can test and they can have some of those failures. Um, I kind of go back to, to office space um, when I think of uh, corporate career sites because they always want so many pieces of flair on their career site, right? And Indeed's not about flair. And if they're going to get into this space, they're going to have to do a lot of UX, uh, a lot of pretty, you know, pictures and all this other fun stuff to be able to really meet the needs of companies. Not to mention, do they think that they're going to replace the the current corporate career sites? You know, where is this actually going to fit in? So I don't know where this perspective career site per se could could actually fit in um other than an seo play maybe i I, i'm not sure you you know why it's great that i'm on this show chat why because i can point out when you're wrong and (laughs) this is when you're wrong uh lies a, a google moonshot where a search engine wants to send something to the moon is straying from their sort of corporate vision um to me this is a very um, intelligent sort of evolution of Indeed. Uh, you know, they, they've sort of conquered job search. You know, they've taken out the other search engine, simply hired. No one's left but, you know, two-bit players and wannabes for the most part, although they would probably disagree with me. Um, and the, I've always said if you can control the corporate career site, you are entrenched. I mean, you are locked in. Yeah. They're not going to get rid of you. It's basically a government contract. Right. So to me, it makes perfect sense that, that Indeed has conquered the job search. Uh, now they're going after the ATS. So so I, you think they're going after the ATS or you think they're just going after the corporate career site? Because there's, there's a difference there. And totally. I would, I, okay. I, would say, I would say ATS. Okay. I think you can already post your jobs on Indeed. They have a ton of resumes on Indeed. Um, they have company reviews or employee reviews on Indeed. So it's not that hard to think that they can replace iSIMS or they can replace, you know, name any ATS out there. I, I, um, I think then, you're really wrong when it comes to that because, I mean, that's a deep area of process that even when RecruitSoft came out, uh, now Taleo, RecruitSoft came out, they had a focus on everything was standardized and everybody went through the same process. Today, guess what that whole process looks like? It's not the same one because it differs from company to company to company. So if we're talking about the difference of, let's say, for instance, just corporate career sites, uh, Career Builder today has thousands, probably tens of thousands of corporate career sites that they that they host 
that um, are more of their focused flair and their their user experience that the applicant tracking system doesn't do well. The thing is, if Indeed goes tries to go into the depths of an applicant tracking system, that will that'll be incredibly hard for them. Um, just from from me working with applicant tracking systems for so many different years, I can definitely take that voyage. But man, that is a that is that's a moonshot. And if we had talked, if we had had a topic in 2007, it would have been no way can Indeed overtake CareerBuilder as a top resource for jobs. No, I don't believe that. In 10 years since, it can't. If you think Indeed doesn't have the resources and the brain power to compete with ATSs, now I don't think they care about the employment brand. I don't think they care that much about, you know, put your videos on your site, da da da. But I think they want to control that job search button that puts their jobs and their applicant sort of uh, process in the hands of, of them, as opposed to sending all these people to job sites and other places. I would agree. I would agree that every job site that's out there today, um, it sucks for them because as soon as somebody clicks the apply button, in most cases, they lose the job seeker to the applicant tracking system and they have no way to track whether that individual was hired or, or what phase of the um, hiring process they got into, they have none of that data whatsoever. So they're blind and they have no clue what the ROI looks like. And unfortunately, many individuals in talent acquisition, um, they don't have a great expertise of their own applicant tracking system. So they don't even have that data or they don't have clean data to be able to share with uh, with uh, many of their vendors and, and really understanding ROI. And today, I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't be able to do that today. So I could see where and Indeed would really want to be able to be touching the candidate from uh, obviously pulling them into the job and then all the way through to hire. The thing is, that is a monumental task from a technology standpoint to think that you can provide just a standard operating system for every company that's out there because it won't work that way. Well, time will tell, but uh, I'll be proven right and you'll be proven wrong and we'll talk about it in a couple of years. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk about that. And when you, the the day that you uh, thought MySpace was going to overtake Facebook. We'll go ahead and get that. <laughs> <laughs> Quick side note, I found an old business card that actually had my MySpace profile as one of my destinations. Oh, oh yeah. It doesn't surprise me. <sighs> so anyway, uh, moving on to things that we're really not sure about, including Indeed, uh, staying on Indeed, is their new mobile app called Job Spotting. Now, what Job Spotting is, uh, is an app where a person can go to a business, a real brick and mortar business that has a help wanted sign. The user takes the picture of the help wanted sign. They submit it. Um, and then I assume indeed is, is tracking the, the location by your phone. So it knows the address and it knows that they're hiring. And then you can search these jobs on your phone uh, and go apply directly to those companies uh, if you want to. To incentivize people to take pictures of help wanted signs, it probably sounds even stupider hearing it than it does saying it. Yeah. Um, 
you uh, you get rewards like Amazon gift cards and things like that. You don't get cash directly, uh, but you can get goodies to go buy stuff that you want. Uh, a recent story out of the UK says that some people are, are generating 30 pounds per hour. Uh, I'm not sure what the uh, exchange is on that, um, but it's it's not a bad it's not a bad way to make a living if you're just walking down the street and taking pictures. Um, now it probably costs a little money to go driving to a bunch of places and taking more and more pictures, but that's another story. Um, what do you what do you think about this, Chad? It's 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 incredibly popular. I did a story on it. I couldn't believe how many downloads it has. Um, it, it's kind of silly, but I'm amazed that it's taking off. Well, first and foremost, 30 British pounds today is $37.14 US. Um, and as I started to take a look at it, I mean, it's it's really, well, when I first saw, saw it, I thought it was genius because what it is, it's, it's a lead generator for Indeed. Um, anybody who's there local, there's an opportunity to be able to call them. And this is very small business, right? Anybody who's putting a help wanted sign, um, up in their in their uh, window is is probably a small business. And they're not going to have a ton of hires throughout the year. Although, if you can you know take a look at the whole and how many that actually exists job uh, per posting, you know you could you, you could probably do a pretty good business, especially if you can get them going to Indeed um, as a salesperson. Hey, next time you have or right now, go ahead and post a job. It's only going to cost you X. Um, and don't forget about us when you have another need, do the same thing. So it's a, it's a great lead, I think, opportunity. Um, but when it comes down to making dollars per hour or, or pounds per hour, uh, I was doing some reading in the app store, the, the Google Play uh, app store. And uh, most of the, most of the uh, reviews that I read was that it was good for the first few days. Um, but then you ran out of things to go take pictures of, right? Because they were the same places. So if you were in London or if you were in, you know, like Indianapolis, you know, where we're, we're close to, um, you could go, you know, from, from window to window and you could take those pictures, but uh, you were probably going to have to wait a couple of weeks before you could go do that again because it was going to be the exact same picture. And uh, you weren't going to be able to sustain $30 uh, per hour per day or what have you. Yeah, I think that would be incredibly difficult. It's not um, sustainable. <laughs> yeah, the success is almost based on people continuing to download it and and getting that fun factor for the first few days or weeks, um, and then keeping that going. So it's inc an incredible challenge to do that. Um, now, I I agree with you from a sales perspective. Uh, if they're doing it and they didn't confirm or whatever that they were, but. Um, if you're a salesperson at a job site, you know, when someone says go sell jobs to companies in Cleveland, that person goes to job sites, they go to the newspaper, you know, they go to everywhere that they know someone is hiring. Um, and at some point that runs out. So wh what they're left with is, okay, who's posting the help wanted sign outside their window? that's not posting in the paper, that's not posting on a job site. Mm -hmm. And and this is a way to, to use technology and the crowd to basically be your lead generator for these small businesses that become sort of the next level of sales. And I think that's genius for sure. Like that's the most innovative sales strategy. Um, 
probably in the last five years in our business. So kudos to Indeed and the team that came up with that or the person that came up with that um, because it's very smart. But I do agree that, you know, is it a fad? Does it lose fashion? Does it become boring? You know, do all the, do most of the reviews come out and say like, this is fun for a couple days and then it sucks. You know, then they're going to, then they're going to, they're going to hit a wall. Um, but for now, at least it, it's, uh, it seems very successful and, and very, very impressive from them. Yeah, I agree. But I think you're you're 100% correct. It's it's not going to be something that's sustainable that somebody's just going to go out and that's how they're going to make a living. They're not going to go from door to door and take pictures because it's just not going to happen. Yeah. And I, I'm curious of, of how many photos are duplicates, right? Like how many people are spamming this system? Like let's get 20 of our friends. We'll all download it. We'll all take the same pictures from different phones uh, and then we'll split the, the gift cards or well, you know, there's, there's probably some, you know, low level spamming and hacking going on, uh, not hacking, but spamming of this system. So I'm, I'd be curious to see how much duplication and, and kind of, um, shifty shady things people are trying to do to get paid, uh, for minimal work. Agreed. Interesting. Well, it'll be fun to watch. Uh, next topic, Chad, you know, Slack, right? Yeah, I actually use Slack. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a it's a pretty it's a pretty cool tool. It really is, just from a collaboration standpoint. That's that's funny, dude. Uh, but it's What's true, funny? which is why it's funny. Um, it is so Slack. Uh, Slack is essentially a email replacement slash messaging service that is a standalone product, um, primarily f- uh, for your mobile device. Although they have a desktop solution, that is fine. Yep. Um, but it's basically, yeah, a replacement of email by using it as sort of a messenger uh, solution. And most of our listeners are probably privy to what messaging is and what texting is. Um, they're incredibly large. I think they have about a million and a half uh, paying customers. And the big boys, the big boys are noticing. Um, Facebook came out with Facebook at work uh, last year. Uh Google has a product, uh, and most recently, Microsoft, and I think most dangerously, if you are Slack, um, launched a, a competitive product. Now, I say Microsoft is the most dangerous because most, well, not most, but a lot of companies use Microsoft software. So they use Outlook, they use Word, they use Excel. Um, and if they're already using those services, and they're already using it in the cloud with Windows 365, it's a really easy add-on to have messaging amongst employees. So I personally think that Slack uh, Slack is in trouble. Um, there's a great counter-argument, but I, I think they're in real trouble. I think people are gonna like move over to Microsoft. If they're using Google Docs, they'll move over to Google. And some people are just like Facebook because everyone's on Facebook and everyone's on Facebook every day. Um, that they'll just start using a Facebook product. Um, my guess is that Slack will be acquired, and there'll be a there'll, there'll be a nice add-on for an existing business. I do know that they're using uh, Workday as their own ATS. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally feel like an ATS buying these guys would be a nice add-on um, for their for their customers, and why not Workday if if they already have a relationship? Your thoughts? 
Yeah, uh, I, I'm not sure, you know, for, like, you know, workforce efficiencies and things like that, maybe um, an ATS would buy them. But I, I would think that, you know, a bigger player might. Uh, I think you take a look at Google Hangouts and then you take a look at Microsoft Teams. Um, and those are the guys I really believe that are going to push, uh, going to push Slack out of the way. Um, so it's, it's interesting. There's no question, but, uh, I, I don't think to be quite frank, I, th- this is the issue that most startups have right now. If this is something that can be easily duplicated with technology that, uh, these, big players like the Googles and the uh, Microsofts or the, the even the Indeeds in some cases, um, if they can go ahead and just replicate and just go ahead and squash you. And, and that's prospectively what could happen here. So, you know, if they don't get bought up, if Slack does not get, get acquired, um, you know, I, I really see a, a, Microsoft, a Microsoft and, and, and Google squash on this. To me, it's Slack is sort of the Snapchat of the employment world. Like, it's this really cool, hip, cute uh, product that the cool kids start out using. It's worked its way into larger uh, organizations, enterprise organizations. And the big boys go, oh, that's really cute. You know, we could do that in about a month. Replicate your little messaging technology. Yeah. And we already have, like, a thousand times more clients than you do and relationships and brand awareness. So... We're just going to kick you where it hurts and send you off, you know, where you came from. Well, they all um, they all have this technology in most cases. All they have to do is tie it together in a suite. I mean, it's not like it's not like Google doesn't have messaging. They do. It's not like they don't have, uh, you know, group messaging. They do. They've got obviously Google Hangouts from the video standpoint, and then on Microsoft side of the side side of the house, Skype. I mean, you've got. They've got all these things. They just need a, a, a little guy like Slack to show that show that there's a market there. And next thing you know, they're going after it. The, the business strategy today seems to be, you know, if you get to scale, if you get really big, look at what the little guys are doing that you can replicate and replicate it. And I would say that having a moat around your business um, is more important than ever, you know, other people try to do search engines, but Google did it better and they had so many users by the time other people did it. And it was a free service that no one left, you know, Facebook got to a a critical mass. uh, And once you get to a place where all your friends are and your family, it takes a lot to leave. And even someone like Google who launched Google plus, who I know you were a fan of back in the day, can't penetrate that moat because there's already such an established uh, business there. And I think that if you're launching a startup to build that moat as quickly as possible, um, is an incredible key to success. And it's very, very hard to do because even if you wanted to like, uh, Facebook on Snapchat, you know, now messenger and Instagram, like they're, they're basically duplicating Snapchat's technology and, and business model. Um, and they have six to ten times more users already than Snapchat does. They have advertisers already that Snapchat doesn't have. Right. So um, that becomes a really uh, volatile place for business. So you know, Slack I think is just going to be slurped up by somebody. They'll lose a little bit of market share over time. Uh, they'll get paid a bunch of money, and they'll they'll go away. I agree. I agree. And uh, speaking of going away, why don't we take a quick break and? Uh, Pay some bills. Perfect. 
Want a productivity tool that you can provide to your recruiters that is easy to use and instantly eliminates the busy work of recruiting? Making your recruiters two times faster on the web? Then you'll want to check out Web Clip Drop, which is a browser-based productivity tool that your recruiters will love. Using Web Clip Drop, your recruiters can instantly clip any profile or resume from any site online, and then they can drop that data into your applicant tracking system, CRM, or even send a clean profile URL to hiring managers for review, saving hours of copying and pasting data, or cleaning resumes for introduction. Web Clip Drop can also find the email contact information for most professional contacts online, saving you thousands of dollars in fees for paper contact sites. There's much more this powerful and simple tool can do. Check it out now at webclipdrop.io and use the promo code HIREDAILY2017, no spaces, to get an exclusive offer only for podcast listeners. Well, that, well, that, that, that right there, webclipdrop, has, I mean, again, it, it, it's incredibly innovative and they're doing things that are hard to duplicate. So when you're looking at trying to create a product, I mean, they, they, those guys over there, they, they, they know their stuff. No doubt. And the, the ad doesn't uh, highlight it, but the, the founders of, of Web Clip Drop are the guys behind uh, Jobs to Web. Shout out to Doug and Peter. Doug and Peter. Yeah. Appreciate their support very much. Uh, guys, go out there, visit them, use that coupon code, uh, HireDaily2017, and uh, get, their, uh, get their trial. It's a, it's a great product. I've, I've looked at it and, and reported on it. If you're a recruiter and you're using LinkedIn and you're not using Web Clip Drop, check it out. Word. Job today, this is kind of your account. Tell us about it. Dude, this is cool. So, you know, we're seeing blue collar, you know, again, make a re resurgence. Uh, I remember back in the, my, my monster days, this is a, a few years ago, um, you know, they, they like created an entire sales team focused on just blue collar jobs. Um, it went to, it went the way of the dodo, but still they saw that there was a market there. Um, we're starting to see new organizations do the same kind of thing. And, and job today, um, it's, it's more in, in the European market than it is, is here in America. It hasn't hit, uh, hasn't hit America yet, but it, it, it's really cool and innovative from how they're looking to actually grow. So what they did was they have a deal, which is a $35 million media deal that they did for equity in the company. And this is pretty amazing from the standpoint of when you're an organization and you're trying to grow, and they've been growing uh, pretty quickly, but you need that brand awareness and the product awareness. Um, they went out and said, hey, look, we're going to partner with a media group. Uh, and what we're going to do is we're going to do a trade of media. I mean, it's outdoor it's radio, it's perspective TV. I mean, they, they've got multiple channels that they might be able to plug into there um, from a growth standpoint. And uh, it's, it's pretty amazing. So, um, you know, what did, uh, what, what did you see that you liked? So I love the creativity of saying, hey, you know, can we, should we go pay a media company for ads or can we do a, a bigger deal where they're getting something out of it as well as us. Yeah. And they're not necessarily going to the venture folks and raising more money. Um, they're being really creative around that. And I think that from the, um, the flip side of that, which is the media company, I think that the media company is pretty savvy to say, look, we can just keep taking money 
from people, but not innovating or being parts of these companies that are buying advertising. But what if we actually traded some of our, you know, our value, uh, which is penny on the dollars in terms of what they what they pay mm-hmm. versus what they what they ask for in cost, and use that to get a piece of something that is a technology, a different business, something else to sort of diversify um, where our funds are coming from, as well as where is our future going. Right. So I don't know much. I don't know that much about the story. I assume that if this media company is doing this with one, you know, startup uh, gazelle type business, they're probably doing it with multiple ones. Um, and I think history will probably prove them right that they put their chips on different sort of ideas and technologies. So as media becomes less valuable and commoditized um, by so much segmentation, they have different, you know toes in different pools that they can generate revenue from um, as they go forward. And if one of these companies hits and gets a billion plus dollar payout, you know, these guys look like geniuses. And and again, what do you need as a new company to getting out there, right? You need the brand awareness, you need the market awareness. And if you partner with an organization and they're not just dumping funds into you, but they're actually dumping media into you. I mean, this is, this is very innovative thinking. So I think, you know, what job today did was incredibly smart. And I, I really think that, uh, smaller startups need, or startups need to start thinking about innovative ways to really boost what they're doing. And this is incredibly smart. They've got like 2.5 million registered users. Um, they, they're going to need to expand content and clients, uh, pretty, pretty quick. They, they're, yeah. they're growing out. They're trying to get into Germany. Um, so they, I mean, they've, they've got some expansion plans, but the beautiful part about it is they've got a rock solid core, um, in, in some areas of Europe and they know what they're doing right. Um, now they're going to have a media company that, again, the, these are professionals who can who can focus on uh, getting the right message in front of the right people and getting your your name out there. It reminds me back in the day of you know Monster and uh, Hot Jobs. Almost forgot their name. Uh, paying for Super Bowl commercials and then you know Monster doing blimps and things of that nature. They had to pay for that stuff. And they weren't startups at that point, but they had to pay for that stuff. These guys, they're going to have experts in their corner saying, hey, look, we need to look at so much outdoor versus uh, radio channel, maybe X or, uh, satellite. Who knows? But I think it's really cool. And I think there's additional value in, I think it's the first time we've actually said it on the show, big data. Yes. Um, you know, Job Today's product is largely mobile. Um, they understand that their audience and the opportunities that they're looking for are mobile and in, in, in sort of nature. So if if the media company takes ownership, I assume they can start learning, you know, where are applications happening? When are they happening? You know, what can we learn from traffic flow and, you know, what's going on and what businesses are hiring? And those businesses that are hiring are obviously growing. Um, those become a potential sales lead for our, you know, our company to go sell them TV or, or traditional advertising. So similar to the way that Indeed's job spotting helps drive revenue, I think that an investment like this for that media company becomes uh, data that they can make better decisions as well as put their investments in a diverse portfolio mm-hmm. to hedge their risk um, and, and potentially get like big payouts um, in the future. 
Right. And they're, and they're focusing right now after making this deal on solidifying leadership for growth. Um, and they're not, I mean, they're, they're really not going to start advertising soon. They're going to get everything, everything ready. And then they're going to attack the market, which I think once again is incredibly smart. Um, well, going from Europe to our own back door <laughs> here in Indianapolis, but also staying with uh, the mobile theme, uh, Work Here, launched by uh, some guys that have some in-depth knowledge of the, of the space, uh, some guys behind Monster. Uh, Mike Sedell, I don't know where he came from, but I know that he uh, has been in that. But Rick Worley has quite a bit of experience um, in that they launched an app called Work Here, and what Work Here does is allows you to, you know, start your click your click your app on your phone, uh, geotargeting where you are and showing you job opportunities that are nearby. Now it does show you companies that are hiring or companies that are that are close to you that you can basically check off and follow for when they do hire, if they have announcements and whatnot. My initial thought when they launched was, man, that's going to be hard because yeah. when Groupon launched, you know, local deals and really localizing uh, their their efforts and their business, it cost a ton of money to do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They spent a ton of money to advertise in Chicago to get enough people to, to get their email that then they could then get critical mass and really help companies all throughout Chicago. So my initial thought was, man, these guys are going to spend a ton in say Indianapolis or Chicago or New York or Arizona, wherever they are, to get enough job seekers to where then they can go into a, an employer and say, look, we're going to get your results if you post your waiter job or your cashier job. Um, I just don't think they can do it. Would that be your thought as well? Yeah, it's going to be hard. I mean, so you take a look at what we we're just talking about job today. And I mean, they're both more blue collar types of of platforms than they are um, the professional side. Uh, and there there is a gap there, but there there's a distinct difference in how they're going after the market. Um, one thing that, you know, I know work here is doing is, is they're, they're trying to be hyper local, which is really cool, but it's hard to grow hyper local because, um, you need, uh, so many resources to be able to go from one local to the next local and so on and so forth. And they're doing this in some cases, um, and actually going to high schools and teaching, uh, high school seniors and juniors on how to use the work here app. Um, they're also uh, working with tech schools to be able to help them uh, and and the, their students understand how to use the app. And, and I think it's all well and good. The problem is um, that is not sustainable by their organization, period. It's not. Um, if they don't learn how to partner and do partnership well and to be able to uh, pretty much hand that off, then they're going to find themselves hyper local in Indianapolis, Indiana for the rest of their lives. Um, you take a look at uh, organizations like uh, Shift Gig, um, which is growing and I think growing fairly quick uh, out of Chicago. Um, you know, they're looking at starting to open up in different metros all over the United States. They're being very smart on how they do it, but they've got more of kind of like the job today growth pattern that, uh, that, that, you know, we've seen before job today got the 35 million in, in media. 
Um, so I, I really think that the hyper local piece is going to, even though it's like one of their strengths and, you know, it's, it, it's, it's not, it's not going to be a huge strength for them. And we go back to the Slack conversation. I also want to know how long it's going to take for Indeed to be able to really just do mobile GPS versus jobs. I mean, seriously, I mean, the, the, the technology is there. Plug it into your current app, Indeed, who has, I mean, probably, what, a million downloads of their job search. If you make some updates to that app versus, you know, what we're seeing at work here, what's the difference, right? And how can you capture that blue collar uh, local uh, versus, you know, working with uh, an organization who is, it's, it's going to be hard to be hyper local and grow that way. Sure. Definitely think that they have a threat from big organizations. And uh, last week's show, we talked about Facebook getting into job postings and Facebook being largely mobile, you know, can put those jobs. Not only can you post your jobs for free and Facebook can kind of localize that for the job poster, uh-huh. but Facebook then says, Hey, do you want to, do you want to boost this job and put it in front of a, a targeted audience that you select from Facebook users? So if I'm a, um, whatever level employee it is. So let's say I'm looking for an, a, an accountant or I'm looking for a waiter or something. So I could boost that job to say, okay, what's the typical age range of my employee? Um, what kind of education do they have? Mm-hmm. What other interests do they typically have or what right. I'm looking for? Targeting, right? I can, for a very small amount of money, really, if it's really targeted, yeah. I can put that ad in front of Facebook users and Instagram users and who knows how else, how much bigger Facebook's empire will become. But I can post it for free, pay a little bit of money, and target it laser-like to the people that I want. Yeah. Now, what I do like about mobile in general, and work here is doing this, and I'm sure others are as well. Um, If you were to start a job board, a local job board in, you know, 2003, you would have to basically carpet bomb that local area with advertising, SEO, search marketing, whatever – and get as much local, as many local job seekers as you could, and then go to employers and say in the you know in the area and say, look, we have thousands of local people that are looking for jobs, and then they would buy a job package, and they would post their jobs, and hopefully you'd have enough people in Cincinnati, Ohio, to drive enough traffic to you know a restaurant or a bank or whatever in Cincinnati that they would get results. Yeah, and that's a very challenging proposition. Yes. With with mobile, you can literally sign up a company on Main Street and Elm and go to Facebook or wherever you want and post the, that job for them basically through your service or market your service in that very tight-knit location to get job seekers to that job posting. And that employer thinks you're a rock star because, wow, I, we got traffic. Um, but instead of trying to target an entire city to get enough people to go to that uh, that location on Men and Elm, work here. Whoever is probably spending five to ten dollars on Facebook and Twitter and wherever else to get that person at that direct location because they're just marketing within a mile, say, of that location. Right. And I think that is a tremendous opportunity. Um, I do think it's hard to scale. I think it's going to be difficult. Um, I think others will do it, but no one has really nailed mobile recruiting employment yet. 
Um, eventually they will. But I think this sort of laser nano focus strategy is a big step toward making mobile work um, you know, for the employment sector. Uh, you see others like uh, Jobs to Careers right. um, have Ipley and help like small businesses post jobs and really target locally. So someone will figure this out, but it'll be really fun to watch because someone like me and you uh, have been talking about mobile for a long time, and maybe this is a big step to, to figuring that out. Well, and I think, you know, one of the, one of the biggest pieces of this is is behavior and usage, right? So, you know, we saw work here has about 40,000 users, which is pretty cool, you know, in just the Indianapolis area per se, but it's 40,000 users, right? You take a look at Facebook and then you take a look at area like this, and that's a lifestyle platform. So if Facebook could get to the point where it could send notifications about new jobs that actually match your current title, which is which is possibly in Facebook, you know, then we're talking about something, right? So, you know, I, I see kind of a morph of not just going to a job site looking for a job, but jobs actually finding you, especially that that hard to find talent. Yeah, because it's hard to get someone to download a mobile application, a native application on your phone. Yeah. Because once you find a job, you're done with that application. You have no other use for it. Um, and LinkedIn tried has probably with levels of success created basically a content, a content platform. So LinkedIn has become more than jobs. It's become seeing what your professional network's doing and content in that network. Um, but Facebook, like you said, you know, Facebook marketplace, I've sold two or three items on. It's very effective. Now I don't go there unless I'm selling something, but I'm always on Facebook and it's very convenient to post some pictures of a grill. I don't want anymore. (laughs) And people, people come and get it. Exactly. Um, I think the same convenience of saying, Oh, I need a job. Does Facebook do that for me? Oh, it does. I mean, that's very, uh, that's very tough. Yeah. Uh, for someone that's just jobs in a mobile platform. And again, it's all there for a Facebook to be able to do, but it's all about execution. And we've seen over the years where big companies have fallen flat on jobs. So this is the, we'll continue to watch this space. I'd love to see the smaller guys like the work here's and the, and the job today's, you know, going and then obviously Slack and, and whatnot. But what the, the big question always is, what's the big the big organization going to do? Because they I mean, they really have a ton of power because they've got all the big data available to them. Facebook launched jobs because they determined that finding talent was business's biggest uh, challenge. And as these big Silicon Valley gorillas and technology behemoths figure out that they can help enterprises do their job better and make a ton of money. Yeah. They're going to go after that marketplace, and Facebook is already showing that. So, agree. Good stuff. Um, do we want to talk about twenty one or no? Let's make it quick. Make it quick. <laughs> All right, twenty uh, one co. I'll give you. I'll give you the, the layout here. Um, started out as sort of a, a, a hardware Bitcoin. Uh, transfer exchange technology. Um, I'm sure you can imagine it didn't take off very well because I don't even know how to explain what it did. Yeah. Um, but they are, uh, they're backed by Andreessen Horowitz, uh, Mark Andreessen, as you know, and some of our listeners, you know, Netscape founder, uh, very well known in Silicon Valley as an investor. Um, he's sort of knee deep in this and, and, and behind it. Um, their, their current iteration is basically this. 
you can email people that are valuable um, for a price. You pay that price and the money goes to the person that you contacted. Now they only get they only get paid and you only get charged if they answer you. But the idea is simply at a high level, you know, if, if you want to contact a VC, if you want to contact uh, a CEO, if you want to contact a founder um, and you're willing to pay $100 to email them because emailing them on Gmail just isn't quite working, uh, you can do that. Now, I, I, that's, that's one conversation, but I think, I think what they pitch themselves as is LinkedIn's in-mail where you get paid. So in-mail is probably every one of our listeners knows. If you want to contact somebody out of your network on LinkedIn, you send them an in-mail. Uh, you have to you know, pay LinkedIn for the privilege. You have to pay uh, extra for you know, the actual mailing. Um, and then LinkedIn gets the money. So the person you're emailing gets no money. You, the, the, or the, the person sending it spends the money. So what happens on LinkedIn is the people who are the most valuable get the hell out of Dodge or they say, I don't want to be contacted. Um, that includes developers, you know, high level people, some people that don't even, you know, that don't know LinkedIn. Uh, so this is a way to basically flip the idea or flip the, flip the model of in mail by saying, instead of paying LinkedIn, we'll pay you directly and we'll do it through this service. Uh, one other wrinkle in what they do is they're entirely Bitcoin based. So a huge hurdle for them is not only awareness, but an adoption, but also for those who don't know what Bitcoin is, they don't know how to exchange Bitcoin. They don't know anything about it. It's like, why am I going to use this thing? I can't go, I can't go to Walmart and spend Bitcoins. Yeah. Right now you can give the money to charity um, so that is another option. You don't have to touch any funds at all. It just goes right into a charity. But I think the idea of, you know, instead of paying a service that is the conduit to you guys connecting, mm-hmm. you're going directly to the person and the money's going right to the person that you're trying to, uh, to talk to. And they get to decide what the value of, of contacting you is. Uh, you, can, you can set it from a dollar to a hundred dollars um, and anywhere in between. So interesting idea. Does it take off? I think they've got a, a, a real high mountain to climb. But in my opinion, it's it's a good idea. Like it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. Yeah, I think the concept. I don't think these guys will pull it off, um, but I think somebody will. Uh, especially when you're talking about high value targets, right? So that's the that's the biggest piece. There is hey, join this this club, this high value target club, and maybe there's a, an opportunity to 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 build some technology, which is just messaging technology, right? Um, which allows this interaction to happen that doesn't happen over the dark web using Bitcoin. I'm just kidding. Um, so it's yeah, I, I think it's interesting. And I think, uh, you know, instead of going through LinkedIn, there's just there's going to be another provider. I don't see LinkedIn doing something like this, though. No, it'd be a huge uh, decrease in, in revenue. If yeah. It did. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, doing this and actually taking a piece, right? Yeah. They're not going to do yeah. anything without taking revenue. And, and Bitcoin, you know, Bitcoin globalizes it, right? I mean, I, I, I get I get that component and it's hard you know, it's not fun to create a payment system, particularly on, you know, on a global level. Right. 
um, for a lot of companies and people to sort of get that. And does it go into my bank? So, yeah, you know, I think the big Bitcoin is, has its own challenges and, and, and whatnot, but I see why they went with Bitcoin. Um, you know, uh, Facebook had this a while back. I, I don't think they do anymore, but you used to be able to um, contact someone on, on, on Facebook if you weren't in their network by paying a dollar every time you went to go message someone. And then they could decide whether or not they wanted to continue talking to you. Um, but for whatever reason, I don't think Facebook does it anymore, and there must have been a good reason. Um, we'll see if someone else can, can repackage it and get it right. But um, if this takes off with developers, for example, if, if all the developers in Silicon Valley get together and say, hey, let's all use 21.co and any recruiter that contacts us, we send them to our 21.co page or 21 page. Yeah. And then they have to pay us. If you're a damn good developer, you can make quite a little bit of side hustle money by you know, sticking it to recruiters. And it also creates a gate, you know, a gatekeeper for them to contact you because yeah. if you're going to contact a developer, you know, you've got to be serious because yep. you're going to pay to do it. Yeah. So we'll see, man. It'll be interesting. Excellent. So what's on the other side of this uh, beautiful ad that we're going to play? The other side, it's interesting that you asked. Uh, we're starting a new segment called rapid fire. And due to Chad's military background, I thought it had to have fire or gun or blow up in the title. And we, we, we went for a we went for rapid fire. Uh, unfortunately, I don't have a sound bite of a machine gun, although I can get one for future episodes. So we'll see what we can do with the soundboard to see what kind of music we can get or sound effect to start it off. But before we get into rapid fire uh, and, you, and stick around for it, we got some good stuff on that. Uh, we'll take a quick break uh, to hear from a sponsor. America's Job Exchange is celebrating our 10th year as an industry leader in diversity recruitment and OFCCP compliance. We've been helping our 1,000-plus customers comply with OFCCP regulations that directly support positive and effective diversity recruitment designed to attract and convert veterans, individuals with disabilities, women, and minorities, and empower employers to pursue and track active outreach with their local community-based organizations. Want to learn more? Call us at 866-926-6284 or visit us at www americasjobexchange.com Let's do some rapid fire. <laughs> Chad, there's 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 rumblings on social media. You know how true that is. Oh yeah. Uh, from you know some people that are reputable that career builder uh, is getting close to a sale or has already sold although there's nothing from the company. Right. Um, is there any any truth to this in your mind, or you think it's total hyperbole? Well, I mean, I think we, we pretty much, probably anybody listening to this podcast knows that Career Builder has been tightening up and they're looking um, for somebody to, to, to take a good portion of the company, right? So, so they've been tightening things up and, and they're, they're wanting to look pretty, uh, on the auction block. So this could be, I mean, they're, they, 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 they are there. Um, are they sold now? Is somebody, are they going through the process? I don't know. I, I have no clue, but I think the big news is a big player in the space, um, is looking to be sold. Yeah. And this is, that's no secret. Um, they've been talking about, quote unquote, strategic alternatives right. um, for a long time. Um, so 
it's come and gone for whatever reason. It's, it seems to be getting hotter. Uh, we'll watch this space closely, but no, uh, as of this podcast, there's no confirmation or verification or announcement that Career Builder has sold. So until that happens, ain't happening yet. Uh, LinkedIn has six new photo filters. Dumb, Excited? dumb, dumb. Why would you spend your 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 resources on building something as stupid as this? It's supposed to be a professional, you know, network, but yet you know we we want to put in our antique filter or whatever filters they put together. I, it, this is one of the stupidest things I think I've seen LinkedIn do. I mean, I might have to look back in my notes, but literally, I think this is one of the stupidest things they've done. You say dumb, I just ask why. People that use LinkedIn don't want it to become Facebook. You know, why take it one more step there? A recent article says Reid Hoffman, the founder of LinkedIn, was why Microsoft bought LinkedIn, by the way, for $26 plus billion. Is one guy worth that much money? No. Although he was, I, I, I agree that he was a big piece of why, um, I don't think he was why, uh, you know, Microsoft isn't really, you know, the, 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 the darling of Silicon Valley, um, Reed Hoffman is, and to be able to, to, to really the new CEO of, of Microsoft understands they need to reposition and to be able to get a guy like Reed who has amazing, uh, network. Uh, I mean, he just, he gets things done, I think is, is more than the, uh, the, the cherry on top. That's for sure. Yep, I'll agree that uh, it's probably more than Reed. I think uh, Reed will be good for Microsoft, who's been sort of a Seattle bubble in trying to connect with Silicon Valley's elite. Um, But I also agree that it's interesting to think about the value of LinkedIn, to me, is largely the connections and the people and the platform. When when LinkedIn sells for $26 and Monster sells for less than $600 The market has said we value people connections, you know, that much more than we do job postings and resumes. Agreed. And that and that once again shows that, you know, as we talk more about behavior and talking about hitting those candidates and being more relevant, this just demonstrates that, right? I agree. Well, man, we've uh, probably out, outworn our welcome with people. Uh, here in the U.S., it's St. Patrick's Day. Woo-hoo! There's a Guinness calling my name. Amen. Uh, happy St. Patrick's Day out there if you celebrate it. Um, if not, I hope you're okay anyway. Yeah. Chad, we're out. We're out. Have a good one, guys. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.